1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com. Support
2: WrestleTalk.
3: Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey,
1: it's professional wrestler Colt. Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support
0: Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is. Support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk Ramble now
3: alive. Hello, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I'm Mr. Davis, and I'm joined by lukewarm Luke
2: Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. The pair of us having a night off from Quizlemania. How the devil
3: are you? Well rested, I'll tell you that much. No four-hour shows for us answering a load of Mark's questions. You know I, what? Um, I haven't I... actually seen who won.
2: <gasps> Did you
3: not? Oh, no, who mate, is it? I
2: actually... Uh, Alex won.
3: Yeah! Yeah, spoilers, <laughs> Alex
2: won. But, honestly... It looked like it was going to be Val for the whole show. Val killed it, like absolutely nailed it, like the entire show. She, like, did. She was winning at the end of round one with uh, the prices S words. She then did really well during uh, Wrestle Gear Solid because it's you know it's Val that's her thing. Mm. She nailed the singing round, and then like going to the final round, she was going like toe to toe with ah. Denise and um
3: uh, and Alex on um survival. Like she did amazingly well. Well, she, as we know, when we've uh, she's come in to work with us in the past, her knowledge of stuff is encyclopedic. We had mm-hmm. her for a Disney trivia test. Do you remember that? And she do, just yes. rattled off all the correct answers, and we were like, "Oh, damn, <laughs> we we were not prepared for this." Uh, so yeah, that, that obviously applies to wrestling as well.
2: Yeah, I uh, I actually watched the show. Um, by accident, um, so my wife and I we watched MasterChef, and because it's you know the best show on TV, and that finished at nine o'clock, and we're like, should we go up to bed? And we'll just watch an episode of ER in bed on the iPad. We won't take the TV up and anything like that. And then um, my wife said, oh, actually, Quizzle menus just has just started, hasn't it? I said, yeah, it has. She goes, should we watch it for just a little bit? because she like, cause she really liked Mania and she really likes like, she loved the lineup as well because she really likes Val, mm. she loves Denise, she loves Alex, and she loves Melina. She's like, oh, that's, that's and bear in mind, I want to point out, she has zero clue who uh, Melina is as a wrestler and she just really likes them as people. Um, so we watched it and we ended up watching like, n- basically up until the final question. We, like, it was only when it was, like, revealed that the final round was survival that my wife was like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really like survival as a round, so I'm just going to go <laughs> sort my teeth out. <laughs> was too trivia based for her, but she very mm. much enjoyed the rest of it. And I'm I'm guessing that also means you haven't seen the debut of um Adam
3: Blandplate. So I have seen that pop up in comments and I was hoping for someone to explain it to me. Yeah so Denise debuted
2: a paper plate uh drawing that she did yesterday of Adam <laughs> and it is called Adam Blandplate and he's got like a suit and everything and like accessories and stuff. And oh, off wow. the back of And off the back of that, someone launched a Twitter account for uh, at Blamplate, and it's got like nearly 2,000 followers. And No. uh, Yeah, it's almost like, do you remember like the the old fakeador account on Twitter, like where someone said they were claiming to be fakeador because Laurie didn't have a Twitter account? Um, And yeah, like it just sort of took off throughout the whole thing. And Adam only made it worse for himself because he kept saying how much he didn't like it. So everyone just Ah. kept piling onto it. And Val pointed out, that Blamplate looks a bit like Butters from South Park, so we'll just start calling him Butters for the whole evening.
3: Does look like Butters. Uh, do you want to hear the latest tweets from Adam Blamplate? Uh, Blamplate, yes. How do I have more followers than True Heel Heat and SP3? Go follow those guys; they're awesome. And subscribe on YouTube too. This this Blamplate is a fan account for good. <laughs> just which sharing is wrestle was, talk I w- news articles. i was
2: i was worried that it was just going to be like someone who was trying to like it was be like greg cherry or something just trying to like wangle their way to get onto the show um i found out though while watching quizalmania last night because tempest brought it up did you know there is a fan wiki
3: for quizalmania yes yeah it's stops the- shot you can see where they've gone on board of the lineage because no, it dude, stops, it's, it's up to date around-
2: it's up, it's, it? up yeah, like, totally. no. it's up to date. Yeah, no, totally. It's like and like everyone's championship reigns are like up to date and everything. But I found this very interesting. The record amount of times as a competitor on Quizlemania is held by Luke Cohen with 19 times. The record for the highest combined score across all Quizlemania appearances is held by Luke Cohen with one hundred one thousand three hundred sixty-one 1361 points, while the lowest combined score is <sighs> Dave bradshaw with 12. The oh,
3: the for going record say
2: me. <laughs> the record for the highest score in one game of Quizomania is held by Sean Rossap with 115 points during Mania 21, while the lowest is held by Denise with 7. The record mm. for the highest average score is held by Megaran with 88, while the lowest average score is Dave Bradshaw. The record for the most amount of wins is held by Luke with 7, while the record for the most amount of losses is Ollie with 16.
3: <sighs> 16. Mm.
2: Yeah, but it was a gimmick, wasn't it? I was, yeah, I was definitely on, trying not to win. Well. Mm. Yeah, you've been, on, you've been on 16 times and
3: have lost 16 times. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to debate and push back on the idea of losing here. I didn't come fourth 16 times. I have come third on <laughs> yeah. a few of those occasions. I did not. Bronze medal is not losing.
2: I am. Do you know what, though? I'm also going to take a slight issue with this as well, because it also says the record for the most days as QuizzleMania champion in a single it is held by Tempest with 70 days. And you look down here, it's like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Sean. Four reigns, 78 days. There's there's Luke. Hmm. Oh, 70 days. I've also held it for 70 days. Come on, Wikipedia, get updated. Although I suppose there's a single reign. And he did have it for 70 days. Also, though, I was defending on a weekly basis, which I feel it makes, you know, makes my achievement much greater because I've got, I've got the longest reign
3: as champion. It's like your CM Punk cutting a promo on Bruno Sammartino. Yeah, sure, Bruno held it for, for seven years, but he was only doing like four shows a year.
2: Exactly. Look, I held it from June 3rd, year 10, and I dropped it uh, to Sean on July 29th. Held it for like nearly two months, two solid months there. 56 day reign.
3: You're going to try and get this over. 56, what? the 56 day reign of pain, pain. <laughs> where you managed well, I mean, to it, I, get everyone to hate you.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I could do, but Tempest has got it for 70, so like it, it's less impressive, really.
3: Although, yeah, but now, now had we're two in the def- fortnightly era. Had two defenses in that, two defenses in 70 days. That's not a Well, wasn't it? wasn't it over christmas so there would have been a gap there exactly yeah whereas mine is 56 days with four defences yeah that's you you need to you need to win it in the fortnightly era and see if you can go <laughs> longer Hmm perhaps
2: um right we need to get into the aew show itself because then boy howdy If i got a story that i want to tell you um we're going to be talking about uh paul white's announcement that a major hall of fame level signing has uh, has put pen to paper with AEW. it's going to be revealed this sunday but who hoost could it possibly be here is the show
3: Well, I've got a new mic stand. Look at it. It's slanted. And it's down here. I can move my arms underneath it. You can't see it. But Big Show, Paul White, debuted on last night's AEW, the Dynamite episode, with a T-shirt that brilliantly said, No BS, which stands for Big Show. No more BS, I believe it is. Yeah. Very, very. it's, It's pretty clever,
2: right? It's, pr- it's because very because very it very also means
3: bull S-word, right? Yeah. Well, I know. You, they're a t-shirt company at the end of the day, Luke. They need to get this stuff right. Well, I mean, but it's the it only way you're going to make money. It wasn't just Paul White who debuted on last night's episode. He teased in his sort of welcoming segment, along with saying, hey, I'm going to be doing uh, commentary for... Uh, with Tony Schiavone but also he has like I guess he's playing the sort of role where he's a roving reporter but considering his size he's probably the worst suited person ever to be a sort of roving reporter sort of discreetly in the background
2: Yeah, he's kind of taken on the Mike Taney role that he had in WCW, which is like, well, this is what I've heard. And actually, you know, and say Corey Graves was doing this for a little bit on Raw, was just like, oh, my sources have been telling me uh, about this. And he was trying to use that as a way to kind of like further character stories. So, yeah, so like he is
3: a new, he's the Mike Taney slash Corey Graves of AEW now. He knows who attacked Enzo Amore. Big cast to AEW confirmed. But no, Paul White said that. He knows that a big signing is going to be announced at this Sunday's Revolution. And, you know, for that, as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, I know a wrestling. There's a six-person ladder match with a TBA slot in there. These are connected. Apparently, they're not. They're completely separate things. Tony Khan said that somewhere. The Wrestling Observer have reported that. This is a separate surprise. And what is even more sort of expectation hiring is that big show said i should stop calling him that paul white said that it's a hall of fame worthy talent now that is a lofty lofty tease to make if this is bram signing a three-year deal with tna oh i'm gonna be annoyed so what we're gonna spend the opening part of this show trying to guess who it is because the way they phrased it it can't be too many people right
2: Well, this is it. Do you know what this reminded me of? You mean, you you joke about uh, Bram signing with TNA. This thing reminded me of like a TNA angle. Like, you remember there was that period Mm. of time in TNA. And it's only really because uh, producer Rich uh, has got a a fantastic podcast that is currently reviewing um, a period of time in TNA. And, like, just listen to that on the weekly show, the TNA just went through this period of time where it was like, we've got a huge announcement on next week's show. Tune in for the pay-per-view this Sunday for a huge announcement. And it was usually Dixie Carter just being like, we're going to Chicago. And it was like, oh, it's not already that big of an announcement, is it? And, like, when, he, <laughs> and when B- uh, Paul White was like, oh, you've got to buy the pay-per-view this Sunday because there's a big announcement. You know, there's a huge, like, Hall of Fame level assignee. I was like, ah. Oh, hello TNA I mean but you do not want this to be a we're going to Chicago like nothing against Chicago I'm sure it's a fine city I've heard it's riddled with crime um at least I used to have friends that work there and they're like oh I get mugged on a daily basis going to work but I'm sure it's a fine city you need this to be like someone fairly sizable right
3: why are you saying Chicago Luke
2: well, you know what why am I saying, me. why am I saying Chicago? I mean, you saw like well, a, lot of, a lot of people are connecting the tweets that, you know, because Tony Kampadab, uh, uh, that tweet that was like, I was on the phone to a friend of mine and I've made some changes to uh, tonight's episode of Dynamite, mm. which is the, the tag match. And CM Punk also tweeted out, I was on the phone to a friend of mine talking about working with Eddie Guerrero and everything that he learned from me. So a few people are like trying to connect those two together to be like, The answer is right in front
3: of us all along. So on the surprise thing first, I think that a wrestling promotion, teasing surprises and debuts and big announcements used to be a really big thing to get people excited. And it was generally followed up on. But yes, that era of TNA has burned out. All all fans of a particular age who followed that. Whenever we hear a wrestling promoter or anyone on a wrestling show going, Oh, we've got a big thing coming. We're all like, we're gonna be disappointed. Why can't everything just be a surprise, right? Why can't <laughs> you just surprise us and not like set expectations like this? However, Tony Khan has a pretty good track record as of late of saying something big's gonna happen, and then something big does definitely happen. We've had Sting debut, we've had Impact have a working relationship. The AEW champion turn up in multiple different promotions and now, most recently, New Japan talent starting to show up on AEW too. And then there was the Big Show thing as well. The day before Big Show debuted, Tony Khan did an interview with Brian Alvarez where he did say there are old and new names coming into AEW who are going to shake up the landscape of the company. Now, we were alluding to CM Punk just now. CM Punk is, you know, he, he sort of, he's got a Hall of Fame. Wo- when I hear Hall of Fame worthy, which were the specific words that Paul White used, I think of someone who's not already in the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's interesting because
2: I kind <laughs> of like had as an all, I, I put this tweet out there, you know, like, who do you think it is? And the majority of the response I got were people who are already in the Hall of Fame. And my reading of it was that it is someone who has had a Hall of Fame career so that could be they are in the hall of fame they're not in the hall of fame but they are a rest- like i don't think it's someone new because it, they would need to have this no. hall of fame career right so i i think it is a it is a, a wrestling legend who is coming in to be almost like a trainer role possibly
3: but you so i guess like if if they just said a hall of fame wrestler you know, you don't like take the worthy out of it. You could have, yep, yeah, Kern Angle is where my name, my mind, <clears throat> initially went. I think Mick Foley is a tremendous asset to any wrestling promotion, and he-, he did like just for the promos alone or commentary, like he'd be perfect. I don't care if he's gonna have a commissioner. I-, I wouldn't mind if it was oh, Mick Foley. Oh my
2: God, if it's com- the Foley as commissioner again, the commish, the commish. AEW is all about nostalgia porn. Why not have the commish?
3: <laughs> So but but yeah that the wording of Hall of Fame worthy says in my mind that it's someone who hasn't got a Hall of Fame WWE ring. So that also rules out Ric Flair. I've seen some people throw that idea around. I'm like, Cody loves WCW, but I think WWE Um, loves Ric Flair. (laughs)
2: Oh
3: my god. Dude, I didn't connect (laughs) those dots. Uh so Hall of Fame-level worthy careers that aren't in the Hall of Fame, free agents right now. I don't think it's anything like, if it's a New Japan talent or an Impact talent, the fact that they're signing a contract, it was put over specifically that they'll sign a contract with AEW. I can't see any other promotions making that deal with AEW, that they'll get one of their talents to sign a contract with them. I don't think that plays. No, I don't think it's that that So to me, it's Rob Van Dam, it's CM Punk, or it's Brock Lesnar. I still think there's, there's a, I
2: my money is, I'm not going to say money, I'm not going to put uh, good money down on this, but my my money is leaning more towards Angle as as the the, the person answer because I I think it could be someone who has got a WWE Hall of Fame ring, and that to me would suggest that it is Angle. Um, I mean a few other people have suggested, um, I mean, Chris Scully uh, said um, Mr. T, uh Jushin Liger has been a name that's been thrown around Sid. He's just uh, retired. RVD, a lot of people saying Angle could be Kane, some people think it would be Christian. I think that it's most likely though. Although someone did say it's Paul White though, right? Like Paul White's the big, <laughs> big announcement. He comes out and says, like, it's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> But yeah, I, I've got to think of it, it's Angle. I don't think it's going to be punk. I don't think if RVD is a big enough name to be like this sort of... I mean, sure, he has had like a Hall of Fame career, but like when the way that Paul White's talked about this, I don't think it's RVD. So I think it's it's Angle or Foley. And I don't think it's going to be Brock either.
3: No, no, no. I don't, like when I say those names, I'm like, I thought I'm... I'm surprised Rob Van Damme hasn't shown up in AEW already. And I think he'd be a great pick for that TNT title ladder match. But they're different people. So, yeah, I don't think it's Van Damme either. And I don't think it's Punk and Lesnar. But the way I heard it, those are the only names that sort of satisfy the criteria. Uh, Kurt Angle, he has said that he was disappointed with his his retirement match. I I think he definitely believes he's got a lot more in him. One last run, you know, the, the guy was incredible on the indies working with people like Cody before mm-hmm. he went to WWE and WWE just straight up new to them. They it's like they aged him 20 years. Well they the, never uh, liked M1 him announcement. Mm. I I
2: I think since like he got you know, I mean they, they will say, you know, Triple H will say in interviews, oh, I've never seen someone who was so natural at, at taking to wrestling like Kurt Angle did. But Triple H was very much being like, yeah, but let's not push him too much beyond this means because I'm the champion round here, and like I think that was you know it was quite clear to see in his final run in WWE. Mm. It was such a slap in the face to to Angle's career, being like this. You're just going to be made to look like an absolute goofball on TV every single week. A person who's got who is in a position of power but has absolutely no power whatsoever. Mm. Your final match is going to be against Baron Corbin, and then you're going to get laid out by Lars Sullivan an absolute joke an absolute joke and chris jericho did an interview uh it might have been with stephanie chase actually where he's talking about how um aw is a place that respects its legends sting and paul white were not respected in wwe but at AEW they will be and that sort of line there is like you know he can say the same thing about kurt angle as well Is that AEW would be a place that like respects kurt angle and respects the career he had which is not what wwe did in his final couple of years there in the company
1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
3: Well, should we see what the Omega Chats have to say? Because I'm very curious to get other people's takes. I'm quite like... You know, my criteria that I have laid out. I, I thought I was a well reasoned argument, but maybe not. Marcel Arts says oh by the way, wrestletalk.com forward slash support, get your Omega chat in. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Marcel Arts my guess, Big Show talked about himself trolling us and thus having his first heel turn in AEW with the smarky audience that speculated someone else. Hashtag Waldemeister is not an Apple. Hashtag come to WXW, Cara. I would love to. Hashtag jam that jam. Um, yeah. I, no, I don't think so. He made a joke about the turns, but this is a company <laughs> that makes great efforts to fulfill on its promises. So that's why I I'm excited. I I actually I popped for
2: the did you see that turn coming? I thought that was a very
3: funny line. McClovin AF. If it isn't punk, whose show announces then feels lackluster, would you agree with that? Absolutely not
2: no because that is again that's we've said this before with people thinking that punk is going to debut in aew like we we've had you know people who have worked themselves into thinking it's 100 going to be punk and then punk doesn't I mean, yeah i know And okay but let me finish the point because i don't think you're this person but people who have said punk is 100 percent debuting on this show and then he doesn't and then they're like well that was a terrible show because punk didn't debut so well that's not aew's fault that you that you thought the cm punk was going to debut you worked yourself into that shoot so if it's punk great if it's not punk then like they've done nothing to
3: insinuate that it is going to be punk i should also mention batista interacted with a fan saying uh what he's doing on sat on sunday when revolution is he said that there should be a new word for uh to say that you really are retired in wrestling which could could i think that was him saying no i am retired But it could go the other way, I guess. And, you know, he'll be the last person to say, I'm going to turn up in AEW. There were were those talks, like the sort of, they were flirting, it seemed, back in the day. Uh, Also, something else we didn't speak about, Big Show did specifically say, it's not who you might think.
2: Yeah, apparently um, Andy uh, wants us desperately to read this out. So uh, on AEW's um, Unrestricted Podcast, Tony Khan said, a major star in the world of wrestling, a huge, huge star, is going to come and sign a multi-year contract with AEW on Sunday at the pay-per-view. So I can confirm what Paul White said is true. I still think I, it's do Angle. do you
3: think about that?
2: I think, I think it's Angle. Do you not think it's Angle? Like. Edge. I, you know, but like, do you not think that Ken is a major name within the world of wrestling? Yeah, it's Yeah, I do. I mean, Hulk Hogan's got that rocket fuel. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it worked wonders for TNA, right? Bringing the Hulkster in. So, and, and I hey, we said this was a bit like a TNA announcement. So why not bring in the Hulkster? Bischoff's there.
3: It's weird. I really don't know. And I'm sort of caught in this weird bit where I'm I'm trying to temper my expectations. But AEW doing a very good job of just chucking fuel on the fire of my hopes and dreams. Uh in a good like chucking fire on something sounds like you're damning it, but actually it's building up more. It's a it's a fuel fire.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm really glad that they made this announcement because I mean, there was nothing else on the card that was really exciting for, for the Sunday <laughs> show. So, um, yeah, I Stop think it. It, was, it was about
3: it was about time they had this. <laughs> <sighs> Is it punk? I'd be like, oh, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't come back. He wouldn't come back on a show where there's not that many fans. But then look how he came back to WWE! I was
2: going to say, he debuted in an empty studio with Paige clapping! That was his
3: big return to wrestling. I mean, like, yeah, it could be. Who knows, man? Uh, Sorry, just uh, need to talk to Rich, producer Rich, who said Ryback in our private chat. Go F yourself, Rich.
2: No. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Ryback. I don't think it's going to be Mark Henry. Some people think it's going to be John Cena. But I don't think it's going to be Cena either. Imagine. <laughs> if imagine it was John, if was
3: John Cena.
2: <laughs> oh, <It's> not. I've <sighs> some people are saying it's not uh, Austin. It's not going to be Austin. Austin's doing a lot of work with WWE at the moment. He's got a new yeah, book coming out. He's got the new
3: them. show as well. Yeah. Patrick Kneesky. Hi lads, loved the show last night. I thought it would really help build a Revolution this weekend. When Paul White was on, he said future Hall of Famer but didn't say wrestling. What if he means other sports? NBA, UFC, NFL, etcetera, oh, jam that jam. Well, um, the grunk, Tony the Tony Khan tweet <laughs> did just say that it it's was a world wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. yeah uh reese johnson afternoon lads another brilliant morning of watching two quality wrestling shows think aew tipped it this week though built a real excitement for sunday if you could pick anyone who would it be not who you think it might be but who you want it to be of course it's punk for me yeah i think it's
2: it's who i want it to be is cm punk someone actually just sent me a, a message on twitter being like you know they didn't say it was a wrestler someone who's a legend within the world of wrestling is jim johnston like could it be which i think is like that would be really cool but that is not like a paper that's not something you reveal on view.
3: it's also you, you've got to remember there is a split between us like people mm-hmm. who are very much into wrestling and the larger world now, unfortunately not not many people know who jim johnston is because wwe never really publicly acknowledged him he's the guy who wrote all of your favorite wrestling entrance themes uh that would be a great pickup though mm-hmm. they should do that anyway uh, Micah Pellegrini, if that wasn't a CM Punk to AEW confirmed, oh, God, I started the stream not excited like this, and you... How, maybe, is it
2: my, how is it me? How would? How did I do this? This is all you working yourself.
3: Then nothing is. Every time there's a mystery participant or sign-in, I always say it's Chris Hero, Cassius Ono. I've heard that as well, but I, as much as I love the guy, and I think he's one of the really best wrestlers of his generation, that it's not him surely a hall of fame career that's exactly it yeah like i i
2: think it's got to be someone who has got a, a is a name value like cat nothing against chris hero who has had like a hall of fame worthy career like a wrestling hall of fame but it is not so like again he is not a someone
3: you announce on a pay-per-view uh it still can be uh it still can be for the ladder match but it's the hall of fame part that's throwing me off so that they're separate ones Mika. Uh up uptown Avondale. It might be Moro Ranello Mamma Mia confirmed. Hashtag billboard. billion boys is a lie. How dare you? Uh I don't think it's Moro. I would love that, but they've got enough commentators. Oh, almost too many. Again, that like Hall of Fame worthy. Maybe we're looking at the wrong gender. You know, no one's really talking about Trish Stratus or Lita. Yep. Yeah. Mickey James. Oh, Mickey James is under contract, WWE. Is she? Is she still under contract? Yeah, Oh, she's a legend. She was on She was on Raw. She was part uh, of your draft. Adam, Adam Barry. <laughs> Paul White said the new signing was Hall of Fame worthy and would be a huge ass. Et to the company. 2015 Hall of Fame inductee Rikishi to AW confirmed. Very good, Adam. New Punk rants. AW was fantastic. Shaq was great. Sting was great. It's all, all so good, in my opinion. As for the surprise, it's obvious. Three-time WCW Cruiserweight champion, the man who is doing an interview with Jericho, there's only one option. Juventud Guerrera. I'm being serious. You're not, though, are you, new punk Rams? You're not being serious. Like, like
2: Dr. Doomer said, come on, guys, it can only be one person. It's Raven. I don't think it's going to be Raven either.
3: The leader of the flock there. Blind Raw. Is it Sid? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Popped me. Uh, jokes aside, fans bringing up new Japan names. Literally, all of their top guys are in the new Japan Cup right now. Liger works commentary for them, it's not anyone from there. Chris Reigns, so I think it is Christian as the Hall of Fame worthy wrestler. They have not mentioned him since the Rumble. He is not teaming with Edge at the pay per view. That is weird that he's just disappeared, but yeah, I don't think it's him, although it could be. He does fit the bill. He does fit the bill, sure, absolutely. Although, are Edge and Christian in the Hall of Fame? Is it just Edge that's in the Hall of Fame? Mm. I think it is just Levy Edge. Nussman. Levy Nussman. I think it could be a women's wrestling legend as well. I would love to see Trish, Lita, Victoria, or Mickey James added to the AEW women's division. We've ruled out the last two of those names, but uh, Tr- Trish and Lita could be yeah, they're definitely viable. Uh, Kirk Wilson, Mark Henry, he's an ambassador guy for wwe he was even talking last week or this week on busted open radio about having a match with randy orton this year i don't think it's him but i thought the same about big show gabriel caruso imagine if it's the rock how <laughs> insane would that be it would definitely shift the injury like no other also who would win in a shoot real american hulk hogan or all for all of the teenage mutant ninja turtles hashtag pizza sewer rat hashtag Scott Steinemath. hashtag jam that jam
2: the turtles, there's four of them,
3: um uh, and yeah, like the Rock.
2: Again, they're doing a lot of promotions around uh, Young Rock, so I, d- I don't think it'll be
3: the Rock. He's back, New Punk Rants. It's got to be Hoovy. Who else but multi-time champion, legendary luchador, greatest cruiserweight in WCW history? No one would think he would show up, and he's a major star. It's all coming together. My hopes are up. Revolution is going to be juicy.
2: Do not want to see you on Monday, disappointed New Punk
3: Rants. I, th- I love your commitment to this bit. <laughs> Jason Valiancourt. thinking the debut as Kurt Angle. During the press conference with MJF and Jericho, I believe it did a very subtle nod with an it's true line responding to a question, could be overthinking it. I don't know if those guys would know. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, the whole gimmick is that no one
2: knows. Only Paul White knows who it is. Uh, that, I mean, I imagine, you know, Tony Khan knows as well. In
3: storyline, I mean, sort of the kayfabe world of this. CM, my guess is Christian Cage. They haven't mentioned him on WWE TV since the Rumble. And why wouldn't Edge want to team with him against Roman and the Usos instead of Daniel Bryan? That's an excellent point. Like, mm-hmm. it makes, it
2: almost makes no sense that it's Bryan. I know it, it makes some semblance of sense. But after the Rumble moment, you're like, yeah, surely it's Edge and Christian, right? Like that's the, that's the match that makes sense.
3: Uh, J. Hay Sanchez, is there any chance of AEW signing Christian?
2: I think that, I don't know, because it depends on if he was like on a
3: Legends contract with WWE mm-hmm. or not. Well, I, heard, I think I heard Meltzer say that he's not under WWE contract right now. Um, but God, you know, that, that Rumble appearance was in the works for a while.
2: Yeah, and you've got to think as well, like part of that Rumble appearance was that they would do an Edge and Christian reunion match at somewhere. Like surely that had to be part of it. Like why would you do it if you weren't going
3: to do the reunion match? And why would you sign with another company a month and a half afterwards? Because it didn't happen right away. I think you would hang around, hope that would happen. And then if it didn't sign next year. Geek, Geek Geeklectic, what about Paige? If she is cleared, that would be a huge boost to their women's division. I don't know what her status is. we
2: under contract with WWE. Obviously, you know, like she's still just doing her Twitch stuff and not caring
3: whatsoever. <clears throat> yeah, I think she's trying to get fired. <laughs> Maybe that's how she gets fired. <laughs> she just signs with AEW. Uh, Ga- uh, but I don't think WWE wants to let her go. It's a bad look for, you know, their big PR film of fighting with my family. Gavin Elks, it's Scott Steiner. I don't think it's Scott I would. I, mean, I wouldn't. I don't think it's going to be Scotty, though. And finally, for now on this subject, and then we'll do our full play-by-play review, it's New Punk Rants again. I'm serious, Luke. It's Hoovy. He's training. He's mentoring AEW. He's mentioning AEW a lot lately. And the Jericho interview is almost definitely a lock, especially when Jericho brought him up on the first Dynamite. He fits all the criteria. The seeds are planted, aren't they? Lol. He said lol at the end. Don't bite, Luke. Don't bite. Which makes you think it's not a serious thing, though,
2: is it? He's trying to say that it's serious, but he's not serious whatsoever. Get
3: your Omega chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. We'll get into the play by play review very shortly. But first, do you want to talk to us about some polls? Oh, do I? I mean, you want to talk about the
2: Patreon poll now? do you want to talk mm. about yeah oh i thought we would do, i thought we would save it this when we do the shout notes but oh i like the way you think let's talk about some polls now because over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk the poll is now open for what episode ollie and i are going to review for wrestle talk extra which is a monthly pay-per-view review show that we do where we look at a classic pay-per-view from wrestling's history and they usually run about three to four hours because we do a big deep dive into the show and all the news that was happening around the time and it's themed around the month that there's the episodes being released in so of course march time means it's wrestlemania suggestions and have a look at some of these suggestions we've got this month wrestlemania 1 wrestlemania 10 uh, wrestlemania 14 19 24 31 is on the list we've also got wcw uncensored 97 oh tna victory road 2011 that's the jeff hardy sting match and um <laughs> strong style Evolved 2018 but currently winning it is wrestlemania 19 with 32 percent of the vote wrestlemania 31 not far behind it with 26 still early doors but yeah 32 percent for 19 which is a pretty i think it's it, it's not a lead that can't be beaten. It'll be an interesting one. You know, it's it's Austin's final match. It's uh, Hogan versus McMahon. It's Brock Lesnar versus Angle. Michaels versus Jericho in a fantastic match. So, yeah, that'd be a really fun show to do.
3: It's Thursday you know what that means it's dynamite with the special nickname the crossroads
2: i've actually had it stuck in my head ever since i watched your review of you singing crossroads by Good what was that what was crossroads, that band called
3: Bra- blazing
2: squad oh it was blazing squad wasn't it because i think they were from Basingstoke. i think they are actually not too far from
3: where i used to live blazing squad it was a boy band with about 48 members yeah well, they were coming
2: off like the back of like, you know, So Solid Crew, which also had like, mm. you know, 50 odd members to it, And they were like, well, we'll just, like, Blazing Squad, basically the other, the pop version
3: of them. Who we saw, we saw So Solid Crew. We did! Two I years ago. I forgot about that! <laughs> By accident.
2: At uh, the YouTube Christmas party, I forgot
3: oh, about yeah. that. <laughs> there was uh, It was me and Luke, around a lot of other white people, all pretending to be cool. Oh yeah (laughs) Me and Luke were the the biggest pretenders In that crowd Right so it's a big show It's a special themed episode Not only is it like themed around this crossroads You know like a winter is coming or a beach break It's also the go home show For Revolution so all these different things Combining In quite a strong way And I've got to admit for the first two thirds Of this show all time great Like just like They started up here And then they kept it, which is Mm -hmm. insane. Uh, we'll, We'll go on through that as we talk about the episode. Started off with what I thought would be the main event. Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade Cargill. And they had the best kind of celebrity match.
2: Yeah, this match was insanely fun. Like you, like I woke up this morning thinking, I wonder if it'll be the main event. I was like, no, I don't think it, because the second hour is never as strong as the first. So Mm. maybe it'll be at the top of the first hour. Never did I think it would be the opening of the show. And I I wrote my notes here, such a smart move to open the show with this match as well because there will be people who are tuning into this show just for this match so yeah just put it on first just give the give those people what they came to see and then they can tune out and go among go along their way to something else unless they want to stick around and, and watch more of it a really really smart move to have this going first and it was like you say, the best kind of celebrity match, insanely fun. Um, the the big table spot at the end was great. They made Jade Cargill look like an absolute star. I thought Red Velvet really held her own there. The only like criticism I had against this match was that AEW's production missed the spear, like it missed mm. the Red Velvet near fall essentially after the table <laughs> spot because they were so focused on
3: Shaq being dead. But I thought this was a <laughs> a, a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, I guess you've got two kinds of celebrity matches. When they're good, you've got the Stephen Amell versus Christopher Daniels sort, or or uh, pat, pat, um, not Pat Sharp. Come on, help me out. <laughs> pat Buck, not Pat, pat, B- B- pat Buck. No, not Pat, pat Buck B- either. M- pat McCaffrey, Pat McAfee. the virus protection pat guy. Sharp. It's Pat Sharp from Funhouse. In a Funhouse match, a Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> uh, where where they really train and they actually put on a, a decent wrestling match. Or you've got the other side, which is hide them in loads and loads of like, you know, a tag match or a moldy man match and you put loads of spots everywhere. The, the, Cody's injured, remember? So it was actually Jade Cargill and Red Velvet doing the bulk of the work here. And then you get Cody and Shaq in there, do a few spots, mostly based around Cody throwing himself around for Shaq. But it looked really good. Shaq is, I know he's a big guy. But there's knowing someone's a big guy and seeing him there dig. God, he's enormous. Yeah, he's looking jacked as well. Like a really big, big dude. Yeah, he's a tall guy. So it was really, really fun. They gave Shaq loads of spots. He got to take a bump with a power slam, which was the quickest. That was, so, that was so cool, though. I loved that spot. That might be my favorite moment of the match. My favourite moment of the match was the powerbomb. Shaq powerbombed Cody, and that was 90% Cody. But it looked cool. Uh, Shaq beat up a bit of the Nightmare family outside when Austin Gunn, I think, hit him with a chair. Uh, Red Velvet hit a a, a top rope moonsault to the outside. Jade Cargill, you know, we're all a bit like, huh, how's she going to do in this? It's her first real match, really, that's been on TV. And, you know, offence-wise... It's standard, but obnoxious heel posing just all the time. Look at me. I'm so great. It was annoying, but in a good way. I found myself actually annoyed by her
2: yeah i think she did a really good job of kind of like working the crowd like she made up for her inexperience in the ring by doing a lot mm-hmm. of like you know posing and sort of like heel shenanigans stuff you know like mocking uh red velvet's mixing bowl thing or something you know from the, the kitchen or whatever a gimmick is I, th- I thought she really really held her own in all of this as i thought red velvet uh similarly you know someone who has been put into this position because the person who was supposed to be in this match couldn't be there um so, I, I, I was actually really impressed by Cargill. Like, she, they, they presented her like a star as well. Like, from her entrance, the theme music that she was given, they, this match was designed to make you like, okay, cool. This is a talent that we are going to be pushing to the moon. And I, I think I'd say mission accomplished. And mm. yeah, her getting the win here was the, it
3: made completely the most sense. Yeah, I've gone from being a bit like, all right, I get it. She's got a good look. You want to push her just sit through this to being kind of excited about what she does next but the big spot at the end red velvet set up two tables on the outside and Shaq went through them <laughs> yeah and then cargill got the win in the ring uh it was just insane i did not see that coming before but i just I, i'd never thought Shaq would take something like that it was really oh, no, cool like-
2: yeah, like going into this match, never would have thought they'd have Shaq doing a, a table bump spot. But like when Jade Cargill just started setting up tables and I'm like, what are you doing there, Jade? And then Red Velvet starts and I'm like, what are you doing there, Red Velvet? <laughs> it's one of those, it's it's that wacky fun of wrestling where, yeah, those two women set up tables and it made no sense for them to do so. But it's okay because the big celebrity fell through the tables and we all had a good, we all had a fun time
3: with it. Um, So so I I, I don't mind it. It's the awesome defense. When something's awesome enough, the plot holes don't matter. Uh, Speaking of the post-match, Shaq is his own Shaq asleep meme. He is dead after this. They somehow pick this guy up and put him into an ambulance backstage over the commercial break. And Tony's there when we get back. He's like, I'm not going to let this ambulance go. I'm like, what? You're not going to let this (laughs) ambulance go to the hospital to treat an injured person? (laughs) <laughs> what are you thinking tony <laughs> i was like what the hell tone this is massively inappropriate i need to find out what's happening so i need to I know, know what thinks he that, thinks it was it was a weird setup but you know awesome defense he opens the door and we saw Shaq go in there he opens the door and there's no shack
2: mm, but where is shack i love
3: this i've got no <laughs> idea <laughs> what do you think they're
2: gonna do? I don't. Well, I mean, Big Show's there now. Sorry, Paul White's there now. Like, was it White that did it? Was White the one who took him out of the? You
3: can't get a bigger person to smuggle out another big person. Someone would What's see not Marco
2: stunt. Was it like it's not Marco? You can't pick someone who's small to do it. I wonder if you're gonna do this. I I like the idea that it was that no one kidnapped Shaquille O'Neal. Ch- Shaquille O'Neal basically just beat up the, uh, the the medics that were there and escaped himself. You know, like Frankenstein's monster now, just sort of like roaming through Florida, being like, <laughs> <laughs> so trying to find his way back to Daly's place.
3: Yeah, in a, in a hospital gown with his butt out, <laughs> with his butt out and everything, <laughs> crushing houses as he yeah. as he runs around like. Lost World Jurassic Park 2. Yeah, so I, it's it's actually a smart way to keep viewers around. Mm-hmm. Because they tuned in for Shaq, and now they can be like, well, where's Shaq? I saw someone, saw someone comment, he died on his way back to his home. <laughs> <place>. <laughs> I have to go now, my planet needs me. <laughs> I, I thought I thought it would have been better to come back to this. Maybe not pay it off, but come back to it by the end of the night. Just to reward those those casuals who might have stuck around to see if Shaq, yeah. this mystery developed. Yeah, this was <laughs> a we often say that like Raw does not have enough content for its 3
2: hours. This was one of those shows where it's like oh they had too much content for their 2 hours. Like they would like when, when Paul White came out for his segment, like, FCR had not finished their segments. <laughs> it was, and it was they're brilliant. still leaving.
3: <laughs> uh Pack and Phoenix squashed the team of John Schuyler and D3 in a spectacular fashion. Of course they would yeah, tie tie rope walks and everything. Uh, then we got the Jericho and MJF press conference which was a way to address them beating up uh, Papa Buck last week. And it was just that, that gimmick that they've done before, which is really fun. People come up, like the town hall segment, ask them questions. Uh, we got Eric Bischoff there. We got Comrade Thompson there. Barstool Sports, which everyone kept putting over. So maybe there's some kind of working relationship there on the way. And yeah, it, the Bucks came out, cut a really good promo, I thought, from Matt, and had a brawl
2: yeah i i've I really enjoyed this segment it was you know the usual jericho mjf sort of comedy heel stuff which i you know i, I quite enjoy filled with the cameos the bischoff stuff was great i popped for conrad thompson showing up and then you know, i thought the bucks got a really really strong promo i know a lot of people didn't like the nxt line but i it kind of popped me a little bit made me laugh um and then the, the brawl at the end was really good with them putting Santana and Ortiz through the, uh, the joint tables, like doing some big, like Attitude Era style Hardy Boys dives. Uh, yeah, this was a, I, I really enjoyed this. And it was then working with the, the Good Brothers as well. So there's still something kind of like bubbling around that. I, I, I enjoyed
3: this a lot. Yeah, the lining question was Matt saying, if Papa Buck wasn't around, to b- build the young Bucks a ring when they were younger Bucks, but with his bare hands so they could learn to wrestle in the backyard, proper backyarders. Maybe we wouldn't have AEW right now. And Chris Jericho would just be curtain jerking at the performance center. Yeah, but it was a fun line. Although, surely he'd yeah. be at the Thunderdome. Uh, he'd be wherever that is at the moment, Tropicana. Well, something, I, think, or other. I think that's the, the jab, isn't it? That that company thinks so little of you. He would have just been um, sent yeah. down. That's how I interpreted it. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I was was saying, if
2: he was if he was still in WWE, he'd just be on Raw or something, just doing nothing. Um, mm. Probably in a, a Bray Wyatt feud. But yeah, like I, uh, I, I very much enjoyed this. I totally get why people didn't like the NXT line, though. You know, I, I know a lot of people don't like the. Uh, I wish they'd <laughs> stop focusing so much on WWE. I totally yeah. get that, but like, I, I, I thought this one was fine.
3: After that, we got what we've been asking for for the last two weeks, and that's a video package to explain the exploding barbed wire deathmatch. As I say those words out loud, you know, I don't think there's much explaining to do. It it really is what it says on the tin, but it is useful to know the, the ropes are going to be barbed wire. There's going to be explosives in the corners. And we got a cameo from Anita, FMW's Anita. FMW? No. Yeah. That's right. FMW. Yeah. Yeah. To, to sort of explain how brutal this stipulation is. The 90s deathmatch yeah. extraordinary. And that's what it is.
2: Yeah. we. I, I've been saying, you know, I've been kind of like banging this drum. You know, is this going to be... <laughs> A 90s FMW style match Or is it going to be the electrified cage in TNA And this is making me thinking It's going to be the 90s style match They, are, they showed footage Of these matches that's that cool. they are trying to emulate And that's exactly what this needed to be I'm amazed that they didn't do More of an angle between Mox and Omega mm. For this Like This was the go home angle for this Was just them showing this video package Which I found quite surprising But I think this did a really good job I don't know if I'd have had this as the go-home thing. I'd have had this, you know, the week after they made the match announcements. Maybe they were waiting for the Anita promo. I don't know. But, yeah, this felt like it, it. I think this did its job in getting over just how spectacular this might be this coming Sunday. And I'm really, really looking forward. I think it's going to be a brutal and bloody affair.
3: After that, speaking of brutal and bloody affair... Marco oh. stunts facing Tully Blanchard. As if, like, it was just boom. Here's Shaq, the uh, you know, the Shaq match, boom, here's the uh, the squash match, boom, here's the Jericho MJF press conference and that crazy buck sprawl, boom, exploding barbed wire deathmatch video package, boom, 19 the, Tully Blanchard's first match since 1989. And like the Shaq match. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna sit back and do nothing. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna take a couple of bumps. I'm gonna heal it up. This was awesome. FTR Tully Blanchard came out with JJ Dillon there. They all had the sort of little, the belts, the old belts. And- they're they're old
2: nwa belts and uh tully yeah. had his old um nwa title as well the united states one really great like it's so so lovely like th- this must have been ftr's wet dream as well like this is everything that they love about professional wrestling and what i loved about the use of tully in this is that it was designed to get ftr over but also designed to get um jurassic express over as a team and as a unit this for me was a
3: huge home run yeah we had tully getting in there he 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 teased a dive. this is my favorite spot One of the okay. first things he did he teased <laughs> yeah. a dive a tope through the ropes and just stopped i went man, nah. yeah. like, you are oh. he just hasn't lost it lance storm you talk about it and i'll find this lance storm tweaks so i think it's really so interesting that moment when he did
2: the uh, the teasing of the dive Because wrestling has conditioned me to be this way, I legit thought he was going to do a dive. Like, I really did. I was like, oh my God, Tony's good. And he completely worked me in in all of that so much fun like it really was and like jj dylan throwing the shoe as well And i think they did a really good like i thought the commentary as well did an amazing job of putting over why this is cool and why this is important and putting like jr marking out for jj doing the, the, the shoe spot and like marking out for the titles and things like that it, yeah it really like elevated this a lot for me
3: lance storm urged this on twitter Tully Blanchard has still never been in a match where he didn't pull his own weight and stand out in hashtag respect. I just yeah, like a guy who hasn't wrestled for three decades uh you know he but he 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 the last time he wrestled was when I was one year old <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh, I just I thought he was brilliant, I thought this was a brilliant use of him. And then there was there was a bit of overbooking near the end. Like, it was a really exciting match, particularly between FDR and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. And you had Marco and Tully perfectly working together to do the sort of sprinkling spots on the top of it. Really great balance of all of those. But then that this hooded person came in from nowhere and, and hit... Uh, I don't know who he hit. I think he hit Jungle Boy. And then he also attacked Luchasaurus in the ring behind the referee's back. And that allowed the Arn Anderson to hit the spike pile driver and get the winning pin. Tully. Turns out, sorry, <laughs> Uh turns out it was Sean Spears. Yes, so Sean Spears is now like back together with
2: Tully Blanchard, which they kind of like sort of did, you know. And, and this now appears to be like this is the Four Horsemen thing that they've been teasing for a little while. So this is, it, was, it was weird for a little while the, the Tully Blanchard thing because he was managing Sean, and then he was just all, all of a sudden just started managing FTR. But the, tw- the two never really crossed paths. It wasn't like, oh, we're mm. now this big ultra unit. It just sort of felt that, like Sean and Goff on his own. So it was a bit clunky, I think, but like now they are together as a full unit. I think that this can probably work and I think this should work. And hey, dude, it's another six-man team for those six-man titles that AEW keep mm. promising that we're going to get. And, you know, they said they were going to get them this year. Um but yeah, I mean, overall, you're right. Like it was massively overbooked, but that's kind of like one of the reasons why I enjoyed it because it was like this big, this big
3: schmoz, and I and I thought it was it was good fun. Well, I think it was booked really well, and then the Sean Spears stuff tipped it over the edge. Somewhat, I'm being hypercritical here. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, Arn Anderson came out. You know, even though he did technically feud with Tully and all that, he he still he came out. and He did the four. And it was just cool. Uh, they are not even out the door, as you said earlier. And Tony Schiavone already teasing hey, Paul White's going to come out now. Big show's going to debut. JJ Dillon grabs <laughs> the microphone while Tony's talking and goes, uh, What did he say? Doesn't get it is... any better than what you just saw. And
2: so... Tony looks at me and goes, And Tony too goes, You're not getting paid for this. <laughs> like, You're not getting paid <laughs> extra for that. Love that. Oh, God. It really made me laugh so much. And yeah, then we got the, the the Paul White promo. Like it was I honestly thought they were about to start an angle with Paul White. Like, you know, they would take like they were taking so
3: long to get out of the ring, but they were like, Yeah, rapidly running out of time on this show. Um, then we got the final for the Women's Eliminates tournament, uh, Mizunami versus Nyla Rose. And this was a really fun match. You don't often see it in that it's sort of Two big women wrestlers. This is like mm. Braun Strowman versus Keith Lee, hard hitting back and forth. Uh, and mizunami has got that sort of house show goofiness that I really yeah. like. I don't mind it on a on like a TV proper show. She's like she's d- miming the rope tug yeah. pulls and everything.
2: It's good fun. Like, she's a a good fun character. As I said, like, I I found it surprising that she was the person that they picked to go on to, like, you know, and I guess that she's got this sort of, like, long feud with Sheeta, which, and, and like... (laughs) perhaps i felt like i was stuck a broken record here but it'd been nice to have been able to build off of some of that if like there are these sort of like long-term rivalries and stuff it would have been nice for us to have had like some video packages to explain that to fans who aren't watching like everything in the world of wrestling you know to, to train us casuals about their their history and stuff if you'd have had the finals of this tournament a couple of weeks ago you'd have had time to mm-hmm. be able to build mm-hmm. towards that um you also probably then could have had more of the tournament on tv if you'd have sort of planned ahead a little bit on this as a opposed to what happens a lot in aew which is the and then the kids got rescued by oh let's say mo and you know it, it, it so and again that is me being hypercritical because i actually I've, I've been all the matches they've shown on tv i've really really enjoyed now while i've not seen it <laughs> yet, i've heard that the
3: thunder rosa uh reho match was absolutely awesome yeah i don't think you'll be an hypocritical. i think that's very deserved criticism of AEW. uh this match was really good though i liked it uh, but I agree with everything you've said. Afterwards, Shida presented the trophy to Mizunami and Mizunami bowed, took the trophy, shook her hand. And I thought, oh, okay, they're going for the respect. Mizunami headbutts her straight <laughs> in the face and Shida sort of no-sells it, slaps her back. They have a little few slaps and then just stare at each other again. I was like, okay, that's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I thought it was really awesome to be like, I'm just going to hit you a couple of times. to be like, all right, I'll see you Sunday then. We'll, yeah, do, yeah. we'll do this a bit more i'm um, into that maybe sometimes that's all you need to sell a match yeah um yeah I, I very much enjoyed that we the one thing that we did forget to mention though um about the mjf chris jericho segment is that um mjf was actually just getting ready uh with his promos because he's coming to wrestling daily today in fact uh 3 p.m uh, eastern 8pm UK time. That is the Wrestling Daily Show with Louis Dangor and Alex McCarthy. So head on over to Wrestling Daily's YouTube channel. If I didn't get that in, I will get a lot of messages from Louis uh, telling me that we've got to plug the, the show. So head on over because MJF is coming to Wrestling
3: Daily. I thought that was yesterday. I thought that was tomorrow. Oh, that's no, cool. Today. Oh, awesome. That's mm. what I'll watch tonight. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. He does things like MJF He's going to make fun of Louis. Oh, I,
2: I mean, long-term podcast listeners will remember when I interviewed MJF before Double or Nothing and MJF had technical difficulties on the phone. So I interviewed Ali for, for 10 minutes instead while MJF was trying to reconnect. And then MJF reconnected, didn't tell us that he'd reconnected and just sat there in silence and then just essentially cut a promo on me because I wasn't asking him a question. I had no uh, idea he was back on the call. He just cut a promo, promo on me instead.
3: After the women's match, we got a Sting interview with Tony Schiavone. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one what, before. What, what's what's going to happen next? Yeah. Uh, a member of Team Taz, Ricky Starks, came down. He he did. He did this was fine. You know, he was like, I've, I'm man enough to admit you've still got it. Put over Sting. It was very effective, but you're not an icon. And he slaps Sting and Sting beats him up a bit. Sting looks really good, actually. Then the rest of Team Taz come down, scuffle. Darby Allen makes the save before Cage can powerbomb Sting again. Yeah, this was when the show sort of... It was just an all-time great show, and then it hit this this last 40 minutes, which was
2: average. I 100% completely agree with you. And, like, what did this segment achieve that last week's segment didn't? Do you you know what I mean? Like, I think this did the exact same job that last Hmm. week's did, and possibly even the week before. And I think that's kind of the story of this feud has just been it's been like wheels spinning and nothing has really progressed with this i actually think a video package would have been way more effective here Mm -hmm. you recap the whole thing and like tell the whole story would have been a much more effective way go home angle for this match whereas like the moxley omega thing i felt probably could have needed like an in-ring segment Mm -hmm. this one didn't need an in-ring segment this could have done with a video package and and sort of be done with it
3: after that, we got the qualifying match for The Face of the Revolution, uh, 10 versus Max Caster. It was Scorpio Sky was on commentary. This was perfectly fine. This was like, you know, a, t- a TV match. But to the usual in-ring excitement levels of AEW, this was quite far below that, I would say. Nothing wrong with it. It was just, it felt more like dark. Yeah.
2: Good job, 10, as well. I had you picked to bloody win this thing. I thought we were going to get a big push off the back of this, you big smeghead. Now you're out, but Matt Caster. I've got Max Caster picked as one of my picks now for the face of the Jamalusian ladder match, you big div. What did you lose the match for, you big smeghead? I needed you.
3: So Jack Evans attacked... Uh, attacked... Ten, 10 at the end because Matt Hardy had paid him off. The idea is that Matt Hardy's going after all the members of the Dark Order. Uh, so... That Max Caster wasn't involved in that. They got that over very well. Uh, Miro got a mini promo saying how he won't be playing any more games. Please, please stop playing games, Miro. We want <laughs> Super Destroyer Miro. And the main event was meant to be this 10 man tag that we were really looking forward to Dark Order versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and TH2, any sort of big money faction. I thought this is going to be great because Hangman Page, maybe they'll do something where he can't interfere, and the heels will just pick off and take out every member of the Dark Order, like Matt Hardy had promised. But something had changed, and it was only a tag match, and they couldn't tell that story. And now this this flawless, brilliant storyline that I have loved and made Revolution this match of Revolution my most anticipated... It it took off a lot of the steam because the heat that's building up there, they let a a lot of it off when Paige won and Hardy ran away.
2: Yeah, this this main event didn't work for me. Uh, I'm afraid. Like good, you know, you know, solid in ring action. Page was great, Silver was great, Quinn was great, Hardy was great. But the match detracted from the like the the anticipation I had for the match this coming Sunday. Like you said, like you know, the ten man tag would have been more effective. Than that I don't know why the the match was changed. I'm hoping it's nothing you know too serious or anything. Like all of the the Dark Order were there. Then the only person who wasn't there for it was Angelico, Helico really, um, you know, who wasn't been involved and and Isaiah Cassidy so I, I I don't know why this was changed, and it's a shame, um but you know, it was a solid match. It was a good match, you know, really. It's just that I, I don't think this did a good job to promote the match this coming Sunday. That said, I thought Paige was amazing, like I love Paige's words, and like when he comes out to the ring, I genuinely have this like I've got such a, an emotional attachment to Hangman page He's like he's my favorite character in wrestling, aside from just the oh. But I've got, this, I've got this emotional attachment to him. And one of my favorite thing about Hangman Page and wrestling on Dynamite is when you go on Twitter and you just see this huge swell of people being like, cannot believe we all wrote off Hangman Page years ago, being like, I don't know why everyone's pushing him. There's nothing special about him. And now he is like a superstar level wrestler. And it's lovely to see, and I'm really super happy for him as well. And I liked, we you know him beating up uh, Quent and then just sort of throwing him into the corner, begging Matt Hardy to to tag in. There was some nice stuff in all of this. And then at the end of this, you know, uh, Hangman Page picks up the win, and then they did an angle to promote the tag team battle royal. So like, you you sort of you promoted the singles match, but then your angle afterwards was there to promote the tag team battle royal that's happening instead. So I was
3: like, yeah, yeah. It was a show told out of reverse almost. This was the, most other weeks. This is the opening segment. Mm. And it's fine as an opening segment. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a bit of a, a limp ending to what was an just incredible, incredible episode before then. Overall, I gave it four out of five.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd have given it a four out of five as well. <laughs> um, you know, uh, maybe a low four out of five because I did think that the. Um, sorry, uh, Rich is pointing out to me that my phone's getting some interference because it's not in airplane mode. And Louis is messaging me um, to remind me to plug Wrestling Daily. Um, but yeah, so uh, I-, I thought it was a four out of five show, Me, Yeah, a low four out of five show because the last 40 minutes wasn't particularly great. We'll say, though, like we put this on our community poll. Look at this. Like 39% Dang. said AEW some four out of five. 36 percent said it was a five out of five show so people really 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 enjoyed this show you know Mm. and you know more power to them because I thought it was a really really as I said like uh, the last couple of matches you know the last couple of segments maybe let you know brought the show down a little bit for me but to echo what Ali said apart from that almost an all-time great episode
3: Well, we've got a lot of Patriot, we've got a lot of uh, Omega Chats to get through, so let's do a $25 a month or more Pledgehammer shout-outs. It's the Patreon Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. The music better be playing. Chris, the Cypriot Sensation Patrol. Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome, Bubba. Will always mark out for Ollie Landrum, Ronald Coleman, Baby, the Roller Coaster, Robert Acosta, Ryan B. Bad, the Blacksmith, Jason Smith, the British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith, Jr., the Rocket, Dan Vance. Sky!
2: Shield Maiden,
3: the Zornice! He's not a sexy man. He's a sexy man. Not an Andrew Gross man.
2: And finally, for this Hall of Fame class on the 4th of March 2021,
3: Rob Steiner Liner. Thank you, everybody, all so much. Please go over there if you're not already. Become a patron. And patreons who are already in existence, go over there. Vote on the poll to decide what me and Luke will review next week, which classic wrestling pay-per-view. But... Let's get these Omega Chats on. There's loads of them. Uh, oh, yeah. So wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get them in. We'll read out every single one of them. Rider 0802. There's a certain new co-host on the TBS show Wipeout who's also a Hall of Fame worthy wrestler. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> Could
2: James it be? Hanley.
3: James Hanley, if I'm wrong and CM Punk shows up, then I will admit I was on the, wrong on the podcast after. However, thinking CM Punk is coming back is the same thinking as the stripper really does like you and Totes doesn't want your money. I think James is projecting there.
2: Yeah, that sounds a bit projecting, yeah. And I've been on Stag Dudes, but they definitely did,
3: you know. Kirk Wilson, too many mentions of Big. What about Small horn swoggle? Hall of Fame worthy career there.
2: I, I, and I get it. If this is a troll, like if they do this as a troll, I think it will backfire massively.
3: Jester of Chaos 316, we are finally going to get Sting versus The Undertaker. Oh, could you imagine if it's The Undertaker coming out God. as Mark Calloway? <laughs> Marcel Arts again. Gonna pop a bottle of Voldmeister here and just leave the following doubt in your head. Who says it is the Western wrestling world? Hashtag Great Mooter.
2: I mean, you know, wrestling legend. So, like, but again, is that a pay-per-view level name to bring in? Like, but maybe, like, I mean, AEW's ha- audience is a bit more hardcore mm. when it comes to the pay-per-views and stuff. So, like, it would,
3: it would, you know, do well for the pay-per-view. New Punk rants again. Here we go. I loll because of the weed. I am serious about Hoovey. It just makes too much sense given the seeds I've, plant- I've seen planted. He's got connection to a lot of people on AEW. My favourite wrestler of all time and my favourite match of all time versus Jericho in 98. Love y'all. I think... New Punk Rants. Maybe lay hey. off the weed. Yeah, I-, I mean, I love you too,
2: New Punk Rants. But if it is Hoove Dude Guerrero, it is going to blow up in their face something massive.
3: And that's not a good thing outside the exploding barbed wire death match. Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> Bailey... First time Omega chatting. Thank you. My money is on Rob Van Dam. Not only is perfect in the ladder match, but the main event is a 90s era ECW style stipulation. Just seems like a good time to bring out an ECW original.
2: Yeah, it is worth noting they're not in the ladder match. This is for a separate thing. Um, I mean, but actually, you know, Van Dam coming in for the ladder match isn't the worst show in the world, you know, separate from the the, the wrestling legend that Paul White is talking about. But I think, wasn't RVD like he's talking about being going back to WWE for
3: some shows? He's been talking about that for years. Kieran SR. Okay, hear me out. Paul White asks the mystery person to come down to the ring. A white beat-up car parks out the back and out comes Ricardo Rodriguez. You'd love to see it. Mm. Not Hall of Fame level. Chris Petrou. Greetings, my friends. Uh, This guess will be unlikely, but I would love for Bret Hart to be the signing, even in a non-wrestling capacity. He could bring so much to the table. I know it will most likely be an active wrestler, though, but one can dream. Yeah, we could have Bret Hart cutting some grumpy promos. That'd be a bit of fun. We've had him in AEW. He, He unveiled the championship already. Mitchell Johnson, good day, gents. Lovely episode of Dynamite last night. Could we be getting a Michelle McCall debut with Taker as the manager at Revolution? What about Brother Devon with Batista as his box carrier? In all seriousness, hope it is Angle or Punk. Hashtag jam that jam. My two favourite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I think it's Angle. That's, that's where I'm heading to. Uh, Jason Remrick disagrees.
2: He simply puts Jeff Hardy. Some people in the chat were saying AJ Styles. You know, wasn't on TV this week. never a mention of him <laughs> either. But I'm pretty sure he is under like a long term bill. Because he re-signed when Gallows and Anderson re so unless he's managed to get out of that contract, which I do not think is going to be that possible. Can't see it being AJ. Uh, on the subject of Shaquille O'Neal, Will Landrum. I love this. Shaq suddenly starts appearing as the Phantom of the Opera style all over Dynamite. He could be like the new Sting, like the new era of like you know the old Sting, but like the new version of the old Sting. For the Sting family we
3: talked about. ha. <laughs>
2: Charles Berg said Shaq was entertaining I really like it when celebs seem like they actually respect the business willing to bet good money AEW assigned Roman Reigns I guess the edge match isn't happening after all also Tully was adorable wrestling in his pajamas
3: <laughs> that's why Louis kept on saying good money
2: uh leon kwashi tnt gets their corporate synergy jade and red velvet get showcased cody gets a high profile match with little working and a focus on selling plus shaq gets to fulfill his dream with an avenue for future appearances down the line golf clubs aew OGP yeah you know me hey guys I couldn't have been the only one uh who thought though the red velvet and jade set up at the table that Shaq was going through it we've seen um Sasha fail at breaking tables for years just too light uh still better than I expected jam that jam Lee Shabadoo, love the way you go out of your love the way you go about it like always huge hello from the land down under just uh, want to know your thoughts on the ambulance angle after Shaq's bump and where it leads.
3: Well, now it's Phantom of the Opera, Shaq.
2: <laughs> Colostopia, did you guys notice uh, Shaq's tribute to Brody Lee before the power bomb? Yeah, uh, Rich
3: pointed <clears> that out in our private chat as well, producer Rich. Very sweet, and it, it's it's nice to see a celebrity make that kind of reference too. Shows they're a real fan. Yeah. Uh, hello donated it's sad people want to
2: gatekeep her who gets to wrestle and hate something before it happens my girlfriend doesn't watch wrestling but saw shack she clapped laughed and yelled during the match and that's what it's about bringing in more people exactly Very much this is nothing but a home run having the shack match Uh, Steve Guzman on the subject of dynamite overall says uh, got a little choked up for Paul White you can see how happy he was Shaq going through the table popped me big and dear god has Matt Hardy turned into a vicious son of a bitch can't wait for the pay-per-view that I mean yeah Matt Hardy's the big turn for me like because he came into AEW with a lot of fanfare and it was a wet fart and I think he's really turned it around as Scott Young says, Hi, guys. I really feel Ollie's reviews of Dynamite are a little over the top. Obviously, everyone is allowed their opinions and yours I respect. But personally, Dynamite is of a similar level to SmackDown and NXT. Hope you guys are doing good.
3: Yeah, I guess everyone's allowed their opinions. Um, I, I think AEW, I've said it before, is on the best run of weekly wrestling television there's ever been. And... I keep thinking this is the week it's going to pop and it ends up being better than the week before. This has been running since like early November now, and there hasn't been an episode under a four really, really. And if I compare it on the same level that I book like Rate Raw on, that these are nine or ten out of five shows. <laughs>
2: Someone quick called Disco Inferno. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, also, like, you know, Pete very much enjoys SmackDown. That's why we enjoy, you know, the show gets a lot of positive reviews on the the Saturday news episode. Uh, Zachary Dean McKinley, I get your ratings out of fives, uh, compare Raw to other Raw's and Dynamite's to other Dynamites, but it still feels weird that Ollie called both this week's Raw and Dynamite four out of five with a huge gap of quality between the two shows.
3: It, you've got to be adaptable, but I, yeah, I know it is weird.
2: Anthony uh, Velasquez props to Shaq on that tribute powerbomb to Brody Lee and also Scorpio Sky showing some heel tendencies last night during the cast at 10 match. Yeah, we didn't mention that, but Scorpio was trying to get over a new character on uh, uh, the commentary during the match, which, you know, it was pretty good. Um, Steve Atkin thinks that Sammy Guevara is going to be the TBA in the ladder match. I think that's too early. Uh, and I am rogue. Also, things I think the mystery in the ladder match will be Sammy Guevara. Phoenix says this dynamite was unexpectedly really bloody good. Jade has major potential. This is clear to see. I predict Christian to be the extra member of the ladder match. He has good history with ladders, and he does. Uh, and he is definitely a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, we said we think he'll stay with WWE. Ricardo Holt. Good morning, boys. Catching the stream late. PAX Phoenix Squatch match last night was awesome jam that jam god it was so much fun oh it was so much fun uh black adam tully thanking luchasaurus after the pin warmed my heart uh, but paul white calling the pay-per-view evolution instead of revolution broke <laughs> it heartbreaking emoji also Shaq looked like a monster laying out the nightmare family i was weak lol it was badass
3: I forgot about the Evolution Revolution thing. That's why a lot of people are saying Batista. They wouldn't have given it away with a fluff line like that. Uh, The thanking as well, I don't know if you noticed, Shaq tapped Cody on the back after the dive.
2: Oh, I missed that. No, I didn't see that's cute um andrew the last airbender said is it just me or did sean spears look like christopher lloyd hmm. in who framed roger rabbit If the you killed your brother it was me also i can't wait for the day that mjf puts negative one through a table for all of the heat yes
3: ask him about that tonight louis
2: <laughs> yeah uh, louis i know you're still watching ask mjf if he wants to put negative one through a table um edward figueroa uh says great show guys uh saw in the chat that jericho and jj dylan should be uh, should do a being the elite skit which would be amazing also if they're setting up the horsemen and aew with ftr and spears who would you like to add to the group to finalize it hashtag mr davis is the signing i like to think that uh tully is the fourth man like yeah. they're the four. As opposed to adding another wrestler to it. And what we're talking about. Tully did amazing on this show. Um, Hugh Bois says, uh, did you notice uh, Dax telling someone, yelling at someone after the match looked like he said, I effing told you, you a-hole. I told you you were the best. centered
3: on the feed and you effing know it. I wonder I if he was yelling that. at Tully. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you now were the now best. Been... Surely at like, uh, I don't know, a commentary member or someone in the crowd.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, I told you. no, That's what I mean. Like He was yelling at it at being like, I told you you're the best. You're the best wrestler I've ever oh, seen in I my see. life. Uh, Peter Hamley, waiting for that Cody heel turn to join the new Four Horsemen. Andrew says, we are working under the assumption that Paul White was talking about wrestling Hall of Fames. Could it be one of Shaq's <clears> mates? <throat> Uh, well, yeah, Tony has said that it is a wrestling, uh, someone from wrestling. Matt Field, for the TBA in the ladder match on Wrestle League, I've gone with a Long shot, but you have to take risks to win it all. Hashtag Forbidden Door.
3: Not for the TNT title, mate.
2: Absolutely not. Uh, Connor Fletcher, the lights go out and it says, and holla, holla, <laughs> fills the room. Enter the queen of running the ropes.
3: Andy Datsun.
2: <laughs> oh my god if it is Andy Datsun oh we haven't got a video clip of that anymore also, I've got this. I'm an
3: ass man Colby Dennis I really feel like FDR Spears will help Cody Sunday then it will set up against Derby but this time with Sting involved a lot of potential WCW connections could be interesting
2: could be yeah I mean they are
3: just talking about how Tully could be the fourth man but a lot of people seem to think that uh, yeah it's going to be Cody we think he's gonna take some time off he's got a baby on the way uh mark andre sear is the dark order the best babyface faction right now yeah i, do I think them. they are an AEW, yeah. but a hurt business a baby face faction because they're great they... yeah they feel like a baby face faction to me <laughs> anonymous did the big show make the ultimate heel turn and go to AEW? was it a baby term i think it's baby turn mate baby turn will Will Landrum, hello, Will. I'm so happy for Rio Mizunami. I was totally resigned going in for another Nyla versus Sheeda match, but was pleasantly surprised, shocked really, when Ryo pulled it out. Nyla has certainly improved, but I wanted something different. Thank you, AEW.
2: That's very interesting because I I didn't think that Nyla Rose had a cat in hell's chance of winning this match. Like I thought this I was did. like pretty
3: telegraphed to be Mizunami. I thought they'd just go back to what they they knew. Uh, Micah Pellegrini, Dark Timeline, The Undertaker debuts in AW as Mark Callis and feuds with a soft, video game-loving Kenny Omega. Also just a fuel ollie, Colt Cabana debuted at Revolution last year, which was in Chicago. Surely there's a wrestler who parallels that. I didn't even think of Colt. Oh, Colt, oh, Colts. No, Colts. Um.
2: Also, I do love the um, the, the slight um, mix-up there because you call it... It's Mark
3: Calloway. You've you confused him with Don Callis. Yes. Uh, Le Shabadoo, back again with my guest for the huge signing. It's the All Authority. Not all of us, just me. I'll take all the money and the contracts. PM Punk. I think Matt, Pat McAfee will turn up in AEW. Maybe not someday, but sometime soon. I don't get that sense. I feel like he's pretty loyal to NXT. Hmm. Uh Train twenty four. Mr. Davis, I've come crying to you, think big show when Stephanie made him knock out Dusty. I absolutely need a blompate shirt. A blonde plate. Blamplate. 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 <laughs> Please, hashtag plate that plate. Plate it up. It's getting over.
2: <laughs> oh, Adam's gonna be so upset.
3: Chuck Cassis, hey guys. Last year today was the day I was supposed to propose to the girl I was dating. However, things may not always work out the way you want them to. Nonetheless, you guys have helped me get past this, and I thank you so much for that. CM Punk to AEW.
2: Yeah, no, you. I mean, it, it, everything is okay. I once thought that as well. Um, when I was 21 years old, I proposed to the girl I thought I was going to marry, and it—you it, know—sometimes things don't work out that way. But my life worked out so much better because that didn't happen. So. Things can always
3: get better, as D Ream once told us. And wrestle talk is forever. Well, you'll always have us. Uh, Juan Villa, don't you speak bad of my city, even though what you said is true. The same city that stole the UK title from Walter. Shake my head. Uh, hey, Chicago's the place Chicago. where
2: ER is set. And I'm loving ER at the moment. So your, your city seems great. It's just apparently riddled with
3: crime. Gavin Elks, Mr. Davis, the last time Tully wrestled, I was one year old. The most shocking reveal out of this is Mr. Davis is only 33. You look much dot, dot, dot wiser than your years. I'm 32.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I strongly disagree. I think you look every bit of 32 the gray yeah but it's distinguished man like it's you know it's reed richard style distinguished on you i think it looks good i feel one of the sound my hair oh man i think what it looks think terrific it? at the moment yeah? i think you're going for uh, I a proper like great. rick like a rick style like of rick and morty just going for like crazy hair doc brown levels of craziness i think it's
3: grand look, look. Look
2: at that. oh mate i know i'm mean, like look at your sideburns show, show them the sideburn length Look at it, gentlemen. Look at that, ladies. Cute. Former Q. It's so wonderful.
3: Old man Logan over here. It's delightful stuff. If old, if old man Logan was an Orthodox Jew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or one of the Look, true sadnesses it's... of my life is that by going bald, I, I can never go grey. So I, you know, I, I've got nothing but jealousy for you.
3: I like how it grows out backwards. See oh. That?
2: Wonderful. It's so it's lovely. the power.
3: This hair is my power. I haven't uh, seen you with finally, hair this long
2: in like ten years as well.
3: Oh, it's lockdown hair and it fuels me. <laughs> and finally, Jason remrick donated with no message. Thank you, everybody.
2: We're gonna find out who Alec Baldwin is to you in just a moment. But you remember at the tail end of last Thursday's episode? I suddenly was just like, oh, a pizza place has opened up by me and it delivers like pizzas close, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was well, excited for you. I told my lady partner that evening, I was like, Luke's going to have a pizza tonight. I'm happy for him, the son of a
2: bitch. Yeah. I know we had it planned for Friday. We were going to have a pizza on a Friday and I was super duper excited about it. So Friday rolls around. My wife and I, we've got the little flyer in front of us. We've spent the week looking at the, the menu and made our choices. Classic margarita, of course. And, um... We put them into the basket, go to do this, put all my details in, put my car details in. And then it says, uh, we can't deliver within, not within the opening hours. It's got, to be, it's got to be within the opening hours that we deliver. Okay. I'm Friday like, night. Uh, that's coming round, surely. That's exactly what it is. And I looked and it said, open Friday from 1 a.m. till 10 p.m.
3: I'm like, I mean, it is open. So I tried it. It's again. open from 1 a.m. to 10 p.m. One
2: 1, 1 p.m., sorry. 1 p.m. Okay, those 10. are not optimum 8.
3: trading hours. I can see no. why they might have fallen asleep and closed up shop early.
2: <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll try and do it as a pickup then. Maybe they just can't, nope, op- got to operate within the opening hours. Like, huh, but you are open. How very, very bizarre. So uh, I, I look at the flyer again and it has got there Friday delivery, but then it's also got orders Saturday from 1 p.m. And I was like, ah. Oh, wonder if it's only a Saturday thing then. So I call up the number and it's just an automated service. And it says, if you're calling about Saturday delivery, Saturday pizza delivery, we are open from one until 10. So I turned to my wife and I was like, oh no, it's only a Saturday thing. I know like it says Friday here and it says Friday on the website, but like the phone thing says it's only a Saturday and this flyer is a little bit confusing. It's, it didn't have any tea in the house. So Friday was a bit of a, a mishmash of stuff. Um, so Saturday rolls around. We're like, let's not bother getting in anything for dinner because we're getting a pizza tonight. Ho, 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 baby. Pizza tonight. That's going to be great. Time rolls around. I had a long day because we had some people come around about fitted wardrobes and she was here for hours. And then, um, you know, sit down, put the order in, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Got an order within opening hours. I was like, what? So go check it. And it said, yeah, we're open on a Friday. And I'm like, yeah, but you told me yesterday it was a Saturday. So then I call up, and it says, say, uh, "If you're calling about Saturday pizza delivery, we're open from 1 p.m. until 10 p.m." And I'm like, "If that's today," and then they, and then like you go through, and it says, "Our, our pizza delivery, our Saturday pizza delivery is on hold while we fulfil uh. all of our orders for Christmas lunch." Mm. I'm like, "Well, this seems fairly out of date."
3: That's a hell of a backlog to, they're working through. Yeah,
2: Well, that's what I thought
3: in the end. Wait, 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 I who's said, getting pizzas for Christmas lunch? Well, no, because they also
2: do like, because they're a catering company. So oh, they also say, yeah. Like, yeah, like, they also provide like, you know, the flyer that they sent through has got like a, a Mother's Day lunch that you can mm-hmm. order and like it's a you know, five course meal and things like that. A Mother's
3: that. Day lunch that you can have for Thanksgiving. It, 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 quite right. So in the end, I sent them an email. And <gasps> you complained.
2: I sent them an email and guess what? The email bounced back to me because the address didn't exist. Then I found, I found on the website, another email address. And I've written here, we tried to order a couple of pizzas uh, last night at 6pm, but your website said that was not in your opening hours. So I tried to call your phone number, which said it was a Saturday pizza delivery service. I've bolded and italicized Saturday.
3: Oh, Uh, I know you're serious.
2: so we then waited until today, only to find out it's a Friday delivery service. And I've again bolded and italicized Friday. Is it only a Friday thing? show? If so, if so, is there only a reason why we were unable to place an order? And then the reply I got was just like, yeah, we sold out of our pizzas at quarter past one. If you want to get pizzas, you've got to get your order in like as soon as possible. Whoa. Yeah. They must be fancy pizzas. I know, right? So no, So tomorrow... I've got an alarm set on my phone that 1pm, as soon as 1pm hits, I place in that order so that we can guarantee ourselves in the queue so we can get our pizza delivered to
3: us. But wouldn't it be a shame if Mr. Davis got in the queue ahead of you and ordered a (laughs) hundred (laughs) pizzas? Oh, you wouldn't do that though, would you? I like pizza. I wouldn't put you it love.: like me. It, but it wouldn't be able to deliver it, to you. I love it.
2: <laughs> it wouldn't get to you. You're nowhere near us. Um, anyway, yes, that was our frustration. So then guess what? Had nothing to eat on Saturday night either. Mm. Because we didn't factor in for it. Very, very frustrating. Anyway, uh, who is Alec Baldwin to you? Uh, Stu says, uh, Alec Baldwin is the brother of the fella from Backdraft.
3: I think people are just trying to find new ways to not say Team America, 30 Rock, Glengarry, Glen Ross, or SNL. But I appreciate Against, that nonetheless.
2: Just going through his IMDb page. Yeah. Like, What's the one no one has said yet? Um, here's another one for you. John Favreau is an interesting one. Who was John Favreau to you? Mm-hmm, John
3: Favreau mm-hmm. is always the MMA guy from Friends. That's exactly what my lady partner says, and I'm like, no, he's the visionary director behind <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you want to, so for me, I got it was always Swingers. That was my first. Jon Favreau. Then he's the Doctor from Elf. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. A film that he directed. Uh, yes. A film that he he ne- very nearly didn't do as well because he thought that it might not be that great. <laughs> I think Will Ferrell was like he was quoted saying that he was when I'm walking through New York City in the elf costume, being like, "Oh, well, this movie is either going to be great or it's going to tank my career."
3: <laughs> oh, everyone's got a story like that who made it.
2: Um, who's Jon Favreau to you? Jon Favreau to me is um, the uh, so it, it's um, you know the film I Love You Man, <laughs> and he's trying to be friends with um, like his soon to be wife's group of friends and their partners. And he's like one of the grumpy partners there. And he's just and they're just trying to play poker. And he's just like, hey everyone, Beatles stones on three, right? Which one are you gonna pick? And then he throws up on it. That's you John Favreau. That's the first thing that jumps to my mind when I think of John Favreau, mm-hmm. aside from obviously director of Iron Man slash Happy
3: Hogan. I get a little a little bit of um what's the thing he's in? Sopranos as well. Because I saw I'm Swingers this, yeah. First then I would have seen, that he's, he's a bit part, he's playing John Favreau in like one episode of Sopranos. He's trying to court Chris to come to Hollywood, make a movie, I think.
2: Well, that's uh, interesting.
3: I've never yeah, seen The yeah. Sopranos. So uh, that one wouldn't jump out to me. I've
2: heard it's very good
3: though. Um,
2: a, a few others that, um, that Stu would like to add in. Ewan McGregor, who is Ewan McGregor to you? He says train spotting, which I would also agree with. That's, that's who Ewan McGregor <laughs> is to me
3: yeah yeah train spawning there's a part of me though that cannot shake the rat tail of obi-wan
2: <laughs> oh mate i tried i i thought to myself the other day i'm gonna do a, a star wars <laughs> rewatch i'm gonna i'm just gonna we do a start we all think that in I our know. and i was points. like and i'm like but i'm not just gonna start at episode four am i no i'm gonna start at episode one of course i am and i'm and i can't do it it took me four attempts to get through episode two and there was a point on my fourth attempt where I was like, how was there still 90 minutes left of this movie? There cannot be. It's taken me four tries to get through this. It's so boring.
3: Exact same thing happened to me uh, last part of November 2019. I was like, Force, uh, whatever it's called, Rise of Skywalker's coming out. I'm going to get up to speed because I'm going to play the video game as well. Boom, Phantom Menace. Oh, that's not even as good as I remember it being. But okay, here we go. Straight on to Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones used to be my favorite when I saw it because you've got all the Jedis fighting. I, st- I it, Again, it took me three evenings <laughs> in half an hour chunks and I gave up because I was like, no way was this so boring. No way. <laughs> no way. No you way know when can you, it be this boring. You know when you're reading a book and you've read a book and you're like, oh my God, I did not take any of that in. I've got, I I was thinking about something else. I've got to go back and you read the same two pages and it happens over and over again. When Obi-Wan leaves that rain planet after checking out all the clones, I I feel like I've watched, tried to start that film back up again. And I've watched that particular scene seven to eight times over the last year. And I always get too bored to finish it. It's no good. Um,
2: A couple of other suggestions. Angelina Jolie. Um, and harrison ford i think is an interesting one of like who is harrison ford to you of course it's han solo that is that is Mm -hmm. who harrison ford is to me but i think that would be a good for a lot of people i think it'll be han um but yeah very interesting thank you so much for your email um right we've got to wrap this up unfortunately but we will be back tomorrow with denise salcedo for the podcast show we're going live which i'm very very excited for which means the podcast will be out a little bit later than future is um thank you so much for listening uh, until then take care everyone i love you goodbye